0: Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan Recap, a podcast from Clear Creek Community Church. We're walking through the entire New Testament together in 2024, and in each episode, we'll discuss the past week's scripture reading, what we've learned, how God has convicted us, and how we can prayerfully devote all of this in real ways. We hope it's helpful. We're back here, week three. Yeah. Yes. Bible reading plan recap podcast
1: that's a mouthful but we have upgraded the set a little bit thank yeah. you ted yeah well, you, you brought in succulents
0: yes
2: <laughs> i'm gonna have ted come do my living room <laughs> yeah, right. it looks good
0: yeah i wouldn't do that uh you know it's funny um <laughs> yeah, decorating this set yeah <laughs> that's what i've been relegated to <laughs> Set decorator. No, rele- now they're all judging like, eh, that's not very good i mean he just added some plants in a bookshelf what's it up works. with that and a poster, What? It, which is funny because is it Bible reading, plan, recap, podcast, like everywhere it's I've seen it printed or written, it says something different. Something different
1: in three different places now. That's all right.
0: Maybe it'll just, keep people yeah. interested, like, ooh, what, what am I listening to? What am I looking what for? What is this?
2: Uh, Bible reading recap.
0: Well, hopefully folks are uh, listening. Hopefully it's been a cur- an encouragement. Um, let's go ahead and and, and dive in. Uh, week three, how was it for you guys? Is it good? You you establish it. I mean, you're already like the the disciplined rhythm guy. I don't know how like. Oh you are. man! I, I, Listen, I, I, straight out of the gate,
1: I I have to tell you this. Last week we traveled a little bit, and our schedule oh, yeah, got yeah, all yeah. wonky, and it's like my my normal rhythm was out. Yeah. yeah. So I had to scramble this week, and actually ended up doing like multiple days at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's yeah that's yeah. where I'm at this week. How about for you? Well,
2: I feel um, like it's been both both ways so it's gotten easier like it's starting to feel a little bit like a rhythm to me yeah. uh, i know i'm going to do it i want to do it because now i'm like in the middle of the story Um, but also life happens and so i'm i my daughter plays lots of sports and she was like i do not want to do this at 10 o'clock at night it was after volleyball one time i was like then don't you know don't i was like do two chapters in one day and that's okay just yeah. Like try to know when you're going to do it. You know, it has to be this sort of balance of a real discipline because we really believe like when we're in the word all the time that changes us and affects us and God speaks to us. But you don't want it to feel like a burden either. And so it's trying to find that balance right now. Yeah. I'm sort of feeling
0: that. Well, I mean, this week for me, uh, I was definitely, you know, more committed to the rhythm, doing it in a more consistent time. And actually, this week I, I tried to be more consistent in just one thing, which was you know we got these the, the bread journals, and the first thing was just be still. And I'm thinking like, what do I journal for be still? Well, if I'm writing, I'm not still. Okay, I'm just gonna be still. So the the whole be still before every time that was something that I work I worked to try and be diligent about. And why was that a good thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, okay. I. I I'd like to think I was overthinking it, but, okay. you know, the whole, like, oh, man, when when we open up God's word, God opens up his mouth, and so I'm, like, thinking, like, this can be some, like, hyper-spiritual mm-hmm. right. experience, so, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna quiet my heart, this is, everything's okay, and I did find that it definitely took a little bit longer than I thought to, like, really uh, stop thinking, but even though it was early in the morning, just starting to think about the day to kind of fight against that, but... I think it was good. I mean, I, I found myself spending more time doing bread than I did when I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I was rushing through it. I was in a place where I felt more like, okay, what is this saying? Yeah. Or what the heck does still, that mean? Still, you're so,
2: more you're yeah. still.
0: Yeah, it was more you, still.
1: You do highlight, though, I guess maybe a, a consequence of the way we talk about reading God's Word. And then mm-hmm. it's like, we 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 do lift it up and say, when you open God's Word, He opens His mouth and we hear His voice. But... It, it can, I guess, maybe come across like, oh, every day that you sit yeah. down,
2: yes. you're going to so have this. a spiritual this, awakening. Yeah and, yeah, and
1: that's just not the case, right. it never, and it hasn't been for me. There are moments like that, but mm-hmm. it really is, it's the consistency for me where it's like, oh, God's Word shapes me this mm-hmm. week because I've done it day after day after day. Day after day after day, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, well, so uh, week three starts off with Luke 12. We're kind yep. of, I don't know how many, you, you, you know, do you know how many chapters are in Luke? We gotta be getting towards the end. Yeah, we're right? getting there. Mm-hmm. It's tw- is this what is, is it? the middle. I don't know. Twenty four.
2: Yep, he's about to.
0: Oh, dude, we're right in the middle. He's though. heading
2: to Jerusalem.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's just funny. We're right in the middle. Okay, so uh, twelve was any any. Hey, what, what do you guys got? Let's start unpacking. Just
2: in twelve. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, do either
1: of you have a Bible where the words of Jesus are in red? No. Oh, no. I like. I... Are you are you reading out of that Bible or?
2: I was at home. Okay. This one's not, but I actually was, yes. Yeah.
0: So I have to make a confession also this week because I was like, oh, man, I'm going to read it out of the Bible. I actually found the ESV app uh-huh. that I had on my devices allowed me to not only see things in red, which I didn't have, but allowed me to, like, add the commentary as I go. And in bigger letters, uh, as I'm getting older, I'm like, in the morning, I'm like, what, what the heck? I can't, like, see this. So, yeah. I've been doing it on on here, and it yeah. is the red. And you can also put it in dark mode, so right. it does better on the eyes. The
1: uh, but but you notice if you if you read this week and you have a Bible with red letters that it's just all red. It's yeah. red. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's Jesus talking uh-huh. most of the time. So that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. We're in a section, and and like if you have one of those Bibles that when I see it, it just it causes something in my brain to change gears. All right, these are the words of Jesus. He's he's speaking for a reason. What's he talking about?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what's he talking about?
2: Well, and I, I agree with you, and it was fun. Like, this was a really fun week, because it really was like, oh, this is, like, really what he's teaching. Because it's yeah. like, a lot of times when we talk about, you know, Jesus and faith, we t- you know, his birth, and then his death, and then his resurrection. And so this was really making me sit in his teaching about who he is and what the kingdom looks like. And so I think, for me, one of the big sort of overarching things I noticed— uh, like you're saying, like, what What did he say? Is when we started, we talked about how he begins his ministry by opening up the scroll from Isaiah, mm-hmm. and he announces, this is what I'm going to do. The kingdom's coming, and it looks like this upside-down kingdom. And then you can see throughout this whole section we're in this week, this is what that looks like. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like it's all connected, right? He's not doing something totally different here than how he started in, in the beginning of Luke. He's showing us this is what an upside down kingdom looks like and it makes everyone uncomfortable. Everyone.
1: Yeah, did it make you uncomfortable?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. How? Ted's like I got I got it.
0: Yeah no I don't I don't got it. I think I got lost in some of the like you know this one was one where we start getting into more of these parables and you start thinking like oh yeah you got to understand like the the writing style mm-hmm. and that came into play of like um you know, this isn't literally what he's saying. This is really just illustrating a truth, and so it's like discovering that truth at the end, and then how that convicts me. It's less about, I think later on it talked about in some of the study Bible notes, like, oh, we shouldn't, you know, don't don't press into those details too much, or don't be too concerned with that. And um, so I think, yeah, towards the end, it's like... You got to finish reading each set of parables and try and understand or parable and understand, like, what is the big point? Yeah, what's,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think maybe I, I remember that. In my study Bible from the parable of the dishonest manager yeah. oh, toward yes. the end, and you're like, yeah. it 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 does get weird and hard to understand. Like, am I and supposed
2: I... to lie about stuff?
1: Right. <laughs> and yeah. so the uh, I, uh, study yeah. Bible is helpful because it points out, like, hey man, don't get in the weeds here. There yeah. is a central truth mm-hmm. that Jesus is hoping to communicate.
0: Well, that that was towards the end of the week, and that, yeah. it made me reflective back where like I was getting lost in some of the. News. I was like, man, I just got to remember not to yeah not 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 to spend so much time in that. But,
1: but that brings up just a helpful mindset to have when reading the Bible. This is literature, and yeah. Jesus is telling stories that are meant to illustrate points. So it's not always that you take the words that are in the Bible and say, like, this is exactly word for word what's supposed to apply to my life. Yeah. Yeah. There's work to do.
2: Yeah. So there's this literary context, which yep. is really what we're talking about, and there's also a context of in the in the big picture story. So what, one of the things I think is really fun about reading Luke is that we know he also wrote Acts, which we've talked about, and so he's part of the early church. One of the big questions in the early church mm-hmm. is, how do Gentiles fit in here? You yeah. know, how, how do Jews who are the people of God, the light of the world, how, how, do, we, how do we do that with Gentiles? Because Luke's a Gentile, and so, so many of these parables are about that. I am trying to invite my people in and they're rejecting me. So I'm inviting everyone else to, there's so, there's so many examples of banquets and parties, but it's this big context too. And so I think to know that helps you see what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I'm, I start thinking about something else. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to you. Yeah. But uh, I, well,
2: for me, that's just a, a helpful a helpful tool as I'm reading it, is what's the context? Yeah. What's really yeah. going on? Because a lot of times when when we are reading parables, we're like, "This is weird." Yeah. You know, this is, but none of it is weird. Like, there's a literary context. There's a cultural context. Mm-hmm. There's a context of what's happening in the Bible, and that's just some of what's going on. Yeah. Is that there is, and there's also a very specific context historically too, which to me, that was also helpful. Uh, They're, you know, they're being oppressed right now. And he's telling them all these things are coming for you, but I'm here to protect you. I'm here to save you. Follow me. You know, this is what the kingdom looks like. This is really what the Messiah looks like. Yeah. And y'all are just standing there. And you're not ready.
1: And he's not just saying, follow me, but he's pointing out at great cost, because there is this kingdom of heaven that has come but you live in the Roman kingdom, and there is already a king. And so for many, especially these Gentiles who are living in this Greco-Roman society, like to, to claim allegiance to another king would be costly in many ways of their life. And so I think, I think that's yeah. what Luke is appealing to in the way he presents Jesus.
2: Yes, I, that, is, that is so important because I think a lot of these parables are really well-known. Not all of them are, but lost coin, lost sheep, yeah. the prodigal son. And some and sometimes we only focus on one part of that, which is God is seeking after you, which is that is the main point. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I was actually thinking, am I gonna crown this podcast? Because the overwhelming grace of God and love for everyone is is really overwhelming. But there's also this running theme of unto something right? He, he seeks out those who are lost to follow him, to be under his reign and his rule. So it's, to me, there's sort of three big themes that I saw. Um, one was hypocrisy, right? Like, hey, you're supposed to be my people and you're not to all of the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Pharisees. And then God's grace is for everyone. And this is a kingdom that's upside down. You have, you are wrong about what God's kingdom looks like and it's for everyone. And then if you follow me, follow me at great cost. Now, those two big themes to me went in all these parables. Oh,
0: yeah. I had some, you know, it's funny you said a second ago this idea of like, oh, we've all heard these stories, which I feel like I've I've heard. I've read all these before. But, you know, it's funny when you start reading again, make this, you know, things that you've heard a million times, like e- even in uh, 12 verse 34, for where your treasure is, there will uh, your heart be also. And just, you know, I, I remember reading it and I had it underlined. I'm thinking like, okay, what what does that really mean? What does that mean for me? And I just remember that day. That was something that I really had to. I spent a lot of time thinking about throughout the day, and even I wrote down like in the, I don't know if it was in the com- notes, whatever. The nature of one's heart is reflective of what uh, one values most, and so just trying to get to like what's at the root of, you know, what what does that mean? My treasure is it just a money thing, or is it a heart yeah. thing? Is it a like a value set?
1: All right, uh, I- I'm glad you brought this up because. We use that scripture so often to talk about money yeah. and to talk about our possessions and the th- the things that we treasure. But what stood out to me this week in in just reading this is what Jesus says right before that. He says, he's talking about the kingdom, the upside down king, all, all of that. And he says, fear not little flock. It is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He's talking about the kingdom. yeah. It, not, not the things that we have, although I think that that's still true. He's, he's saying that like this this kingdom that he keeps talking about, God wants to give it to you. He wants it to be alive in your life. And he's trying to help us and his listeners shift our uh, our treasure of the kingdom that we're living in today and see the kingdom that has come, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, even before that, like the Lord's Prayer, when he says, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is, as it is in heaven. I think when we hear like a lot of these verses about store up, you know, riches in heaven. We think like, oh, when I die, if I'm good now, when I die, I'll have like a mansion in heaven.
1: Yeah. More jewels on the crown. That's right. Yeah,
2: yeah. But we think about that as money, you know, as literally something like that. And really like, think about the Lord's prayer, you know, let your will be done here as it is in heaven. He's really talking, heaven is where God's will is done right? One day it will be the new heavens and new earth will be joined together. So that prayer and what Jesus is telling us to, to store up treasures in is really the things that God values. It's valuing what God values. It's, it's being a part of his kingdom. That's where life is. That's where treasure really is. It's not about money necessarily, whether it's now or after you die.
0: Yeah. And and even like, so the following down in that, this idea of, you know, being ready for action, keep your lamps burning, blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. And this idea of, you know, to whom much was given of him, much will be required from him whom they entrusted much. They will demand more. This idea of like being ready for God's kingdom and mm-hmm. being ready to respond when God, that when God calls us to. And I think that then again speaks to the nature of our, our heart. Like, am I, have I oriented and focused my outlook, my perspective in a way where I'm able to see or respond and be ready for, that, that may be a total whack way of thinking about that, but that's at least what I walked away no, with I, that day.
1: <laughs> I think there's there's a natural pull in most of our hearts. that When we read stuff like this, Jesus is saying really hard things. And so when, especially when we're doing something like bread, where we're gonna examine and then apply, like, all right, how do I go do these things? Yeah. How do I go live this way? Which is, it's not wrong, but there's actually something above that that we need to have in mind, and that, and that's what Jesus is talking about. Uh, this is life in the kingdom. These yeah. aren't things to go do, yeah. this is a way to live it's in the kingdom. Li- yeah. it's, a, it's a way for God's kingdom to exist now. So we often think of God's kingdom, heaven as a place we will one day go to. But Jesus is saying in Luke, in all the gospels, he's brought the kingdom here right now. Heaven and earth can be connected. Uh, he, and so he's He's giving us a way to see that, a way to treasure heaven on earth now. And it's this this way to live. So what I saw in, in all these things, because my heart always is just like, all right, what do I have to do? How do I need to change my life? Uh, he says all these hard things, but he actually gives us a couple of ways to interpret all that he said, I think. And one is the parable of the mustard seed and the leaven. It talks about like the kingdom is like this tiny seed yeah. that then grows into this yeah. big plant. And and then leaven also. And I think w- what what worked in my heart was understanding that the kingdom is this thing with such potential. It's not a list of things for us to go do. It's, it's actually potential for our lives to experience the peace you're talking about and uh, to just reorient everything about who we are. So that's one way I f- I found to interpret all the things Jesus said. And the other was what I've always found to be really challenging. He says he can't he comes to bring uh division, not peace. Mm-hmm. So that's in chapter 12. Mm-hmm. So what I mean what do you do with that? Jesus says he comes to bring division, not peace. What do you do with
0: that? I think it's not speaking in the way that we understand that. Right? Uh that- I-
2: I, I well no no go ahead. No, I'm
0: sure you're going to give a more response. <laughs> no no response. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm really
2: just thinking through um, everything that Lance is talking about and because I think a lot of times when people hear a lot of these verses they're thinking like eschatologically they're thinking like okay when Jesus comes back be ready yeah and he you have to remember who he's talking to he's talking yeah. to this Jewish audience he's like hey y'all were supposed to be waiting for me and you're not. You know, yeah. You're, yeah. you're you're not looking for me. You don't care about the kingdom. And so this is what's about to happen to you, right? He's on his way yeah. to Jerusalem. And so that for me is also helpful because it's a now thing. It's not like, yeah. hey, that means we're trying to, you know, no one can predict when he comes back. So be ready and say, hey, it's here. Yes. It's here. So don't miss out on everything that he's offering you. And to me, your, your second question, it comes at great cost and that, you should value Jesus and all he offers you above anything else. And sometimes that's going to be really, really hard. know, I don't think, I mean, he obviously uh, tells us to love everyone and we're supposed to honor our parents. But at the end of the day, we value the kingdom over everything else. And that is going to cause conflict in the world, in our families, and especially where he was, where some people yep. who were Jewish were going to follow him and some people were not.
1: Yeah, the division is is, uh, the life that we live now, if we're going to follow Jesus and live with that kingdom, we will experience the challenge of that. He actually did come yeah. to bring peace mm-hmm. between us and God and us and God's kingdom, but not peace between us and the world yeah. and our lives and the way we've lived
0: before this. Yeah, it's this whole idea of being set apart. That's and right. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, even in the first, I think uh the first or second podcast when we were talking about how a a lot of how jesus led up to this section where he's teaching is by proclaiming who he is and he said over and over like who do you think i am you have to make a choice if he really is who he says he is and what he's saying now is okay i've shown you who i am i'm the messiah you've been waiting for so you still you have to make your choice are you going to follow me because this is what it looks like. And I'm going to offer you everything because I'm the good fall, You know, like, I want to give you everything, but it's going to be a real decision. Yeah.
0: You, I feel like you, like, skipped ahead on some of Oh, things. I'm Which sorry, man. No, I, it's good. It's good. I'm just trying to flip through, think like, oh, on these different days, like, stuff that I remember from those days in uh, the deal. This idea of even calling for repentance, like, pretty... Explicitly uh-huh. happens uh, in here that the need for repentance, this recognition that they weren't living in the, yeah. the kingdom the, the the way it should be, is or that the way they should.
1: Is that encouraging or discouraging when you read about that? Um, or maybe a little of both.
0: Yeah, it's probably a little of both. I mean, I think it's a you know, for me, and maybe I said this on, on a previous podcast. I think you know this whole idea of repenting and believing and and the preaching the gospel to yourself that being saved. Uh, isn't just something that happened to me uh, a long time when I first uh, began to follow Christ, but this idea, this recognition that like, man, I got to be preaching the gospel gospel to myself daily. I got to be finding ways or be, be aware of the brokenness that I need to repent of, and that's something that's like ongoing. It's not just something that happened. And so I think when you get good reminders of this that like, no, dude, we should be living uh like we're a part of the kingdom, what the kingdom the the painted picture of what the kingdom is is like we should be trying to live that way uh here on earth now and yeah. so i mean i i think it's it is probably a little bit both probably a little bit more encouraging convicting for me yeah how about you? I don't know if that's uh,
1: I talked to a guy last night who asked me uh i think he just came you could you just tell by his posture um that what he was about to ask was a heavy weighty question, and he said can you ever be so broken that you're too far from God? Yeah. That the, you, you're just too far gone? And I thought, what a great question. That's why I told him, I said, that's a great question, because I, at, all of us have felt that at some point. And this call to repentance, like, or, or you read these things about what Jesus wants us to do and think, I can never do that, especially in light of what's happening in my life today or yeah. what, what I've done and what I'm carrying. And... I think the message of what we've read this week is there is grace for you. Mm-hmm. You're never you're oh, yeah. never so far gone that you're outside the reach of the the grace of the cross.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that all of Luke, really all of the Bible, right? It's whenever we actually sit in it and mm-hmm. in it every day that we go, "Oh, this is saying a lot." It's not maybe a simple, you know, one-minute message that we heard when we were four. I mean, this is this is a lot and it is heavy, but it's also just so steeped in grace from beginning to end. And so that to me, uh, it was like holding both those things together. This is real. And it really is like this, this decision I have to make all the time. You know, like someone was asking me about, you know, in the beginning of Luke and like, what, what kind of soil are my kids? How will I know? And I said, well, I'm not really sure that means that's a one-time thing. I can tell yes. you all the times when I have been all the different kinds of soil, but he's warning you, this is, this is what's coming. This is a hard, long road. He knows that. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, he's, that's the beauty of the Christian faith is that he came to be a part of it. He knows. And he's warning us, but he's saying, but it's worth it. Yeah. And there's grace for you every step of the way too. Yeah.
0: I want to keep, Pushing us along here, I, in Luke fourteen, I think that day uh, when when I got to that, this idea of it, it being better to be humble than humiliated uh, came up in the in that story. Where was that? Verse seven through. Oh, I forget what story. The wedding, of the wedding feast. Yeah, the parable of the wedding feast. You know, I. It's hard, like, I think maybe, I don't know which uh, campus pastor said it, and said, you know, sometimes maybe it's not about trying to examine the whole text, but when you read it through first, it's like, what was the one thing that, like, jumped out, or the the one verse mm-hmm. or something, and maybe, like, live into that, and try mm-hmm. and unpack that, and understand that a little bit more, and I think that was one that jumped out. I mean, this also has the whole saltiness, and, like, salt losing its saltiness. Right. What, what that, use it, is what, that? Yeah. Yeah. And even understanding culture, like go when you started looking at it, going back to like you know they didn't have very good salt, and so it be it was common for that. again what that highlighted more is like got to remember, dude that this wasn't necessarily written uh to to me to us, it was written to these people and so in a specific time specific place so but it's still for us, so
2: I think that that's one of the sections uh of this week that's more easily applied you know, how how do you position yourself? You know, especially because it was written to them and he is talking to Pharisees and who is, they're supposed to be the people who are representing who God is. And I think that is very convicting for us now. We're supposed to be God's people. We are God's people. We're supposed to represent who he is. We're supposed to be a light to the world. Are we jockeying for position? Are we putting ourselves at the head of the table? Who are we inviting to our table? I mean, I think that... He, he's doing something specific about what the kingdom looks like, but we're supposed to be showing everyone yeah. this is what the kingdom looks like. We're supposed to be looking more and more like Jesus every day. And so I agree, I agree with you. I mean, that stuck out to me, and it's hard. How, how am I living? Do I want honor or am I honoring other people? Am I really living into this kind of humility and love that's supposed to represent who Jesus is?
0: This was also the day where like, I I, I, I don't know why I circled it, but it's like, uh, and Jesus responded to the lawyers and Pharisees. I was like, wait, lawyers? We've been talking about lawyers. (laughs) You know, you always hear like tax collectors. And I'm thinking like, oh, Lord, how's that make you feel? There's lawyers back (laughs) there. Yeah. They they were part of the issue too, huh? Lawyers have problems with Jesus. They're
2: trying to trick him all (laughs) the time. All the time.
0: I don't know. Maybe like, is there a lot of accounts of lawyers or stories of lawyers in the other gospels? Yeah
1: so yeah. yeah, so yeah. So lawyers and and scribes and Pharisees, they all kind of run in the same circles okay. because they're so concerned with the details of the Old Testament law. Yeah. And that not just knowing it, but making sure everybody's following it yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. which is why actually, you know the only time in in the readings this week Jesus actually did anything was the same thing on two different Sabbath days. He heals someone on yeah. a Sabbath day. In front of those people, the lawyers, mm-hmm. the Pharisees, he and then he
0: called them out to ask, like, "That's how, right, yeah, what would you do?" Yeah.
1: So the whole, the whole, this whole week's uh, reading, were, were teachings except for the two things that Jesus did, and he's breaking their law, yeah, mm-hmm. in their mind, and trying yeah. to redefine what the kingdom looks like.
2: It's a, it's a theocracy. So their lawyers are. They care about religious law. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, that you know, kind of like you hear
0: like, oh, it's the Pharisees yeah, and the Sadducees. Yeah. Like, no, there lawyers in that mix too. <laughs> of course there yeah. were. What do you have against lawyers too? I don't I just <laughs> okay. like <"I'm> a lawyer. <laughs> uh, so we do yeah. have a lawyer at the table. Yes. Uh anyway, and you know another thing I got kind of I wouldn't say hung up on, but in that the on the 14th was the cost of discipleship. And You know, I guess I've read this before, and I don't know why it didn't stick out the way it did this time, but it says in uh, verse, was that 26? Man, my eyes are so bad. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother Mm. and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple, and I think like you read that and then initially you go to like, wait, that how does this exact those are exact words for me? And then you start unpacking it and realize even like the word that's written in there hate isn't even really the word that we know as hate. It really is like, you know, Mm -hmm. loving less. And it's like, well, then why didn't it just say loving less or something? And so I don't know. That was something I got hung up on a bit that day too. That just
1: brings a good point. Like we're 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 attempting to translate. A culture and a different language into our world, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't always work as cleanly, which is why things like study Bibles and commentaries can be helpful. Yeah, but then there's also this other thing where Jesus teaches with hyperbole. Yeah, sometimes he says a really shocking thing, not because he means you to like follow that shocking thing, but he's trying to shock you, just like any any of us do, or a stand-up comedian would do, like communicators. So.
2: There's trying to get to the main on. point. It's right. like a parable. Yeah, it's it's one way he yeah. she's trying to reach people who are not listening.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, it just made like to even to that point, you know, like how many people are just reading the Bible without the, the tools, like yeah. Without the resources to, you know, Google or add a commentary or add a, a stu- study notes, you know, in, in parallel with what you're looking at. And it's just like, man, there's so much opportunity for like not really getting it.
1: Yeah. I, I would add, though, you can still read the Bible without all those tools if yeah. you don't have them yeah. and understand so much if you stay in it. The a danger is when you just like cherry pick a verse yeah. and put it on your Instagram feed with a nice mountain background and like try to get a meaning out of that outside of all the contexts mm-hmm. that you're in.
0: Yeah. The Spirit's going to work how the Spirit's going to work right. through, through doing it. I'm yeah. not saying don't do it if you don't, but it, it yeah. Especially sitting in it this long, this decade—you know, one chapter only. We're just going to do one chapter and looking at it. It it allows, at least for the time, to really unpack some things. I wonder, like, without the, it's like, it would be hard for me to unpack some of this stuff if I didn't have some of the tools. So,
2: Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I, think I'm grateful for the grace
0: of commentaries and study notes or whatever we have at our fingertips.
2: uh, Yeah. I mean, I really do think we forget that though. Like not only do we actually have the Bible printed in our hands that we tend to ignore, but we also have ways to really, really understand it, Yeah, which is pretty new in the history of the church. And it is a really good gift because you can read it and we all would know, even just with a cursory reading of this, the big picture of it, right? Don't be a hypocrite. Grace is for everyone. It's hard to follow me, but to understand really what's happening in each of the stories is also really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And the commentaries help us do that.
0: Yeah. All right, Lance. I mean, you probably have some wisdom. Or, I mean, I'm not discounting you, Rachel. Just curious. This whole I mean, fifteen, so. yes, yeah, probably not. The whole like lost, lost yes. sheep, lost going, Like going through that section there. I mean, that's a pretty big. Uh, I don't know if we call it a turn or a, I mean, it's definitely a chunk of lost things yeah. that are found and the value uh, or the, I don't want to say, I don't know a lot of big words, but like <laughs> the veracity with which go to like search and like yeah. find to get, you know, the yeah. intensity of the search. I yeah. think that, I think that Jesus,
1: one of the things he's doing, telling these three parables is trying to explain to us the heart of God, trying to show us the heart of God. Because he's just said all of these really hard things about the kingdom and, and and we can get wrapped up in our minds about I could never live this out. I'm not worthy of it. And then he says, no, no, he's he's drawing you in. And when you turn toward him, every time you turn toward him, there is a celebration in the yeah. heart of God. He wants you there, no matter who you are, what you've been like. And the par- the parable of the prodigal son and we yeah. could have three podcasts just about that.
0: Yeah, uh, he,
1: he, And what we miss often is the shocking nature of the details of the story Jesus is telling uh, to the audience. When, when they talk about a son disowning his father and wanting his inheritance, I mean, jaws are dropping. People are ready to...
2: Already. But, that's yeah.
1: right. They would have uh, had a f- funeral for that kid, like mm-hmm. if this were a real situation, because he would be dead to that family, but then he's shown grace. Like this is just, a, what a display of the heart of God. You're yeah, not. he's really
2: saying, "I wish you were already dead." Yeah, dad. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And his dad says, "Okay, well, here you go." Yeah. Already, there's so much grace and yeah. kindness in his response before he even leaves.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, are you ever so broken that you're outside, that you're too far gone? Yeah. No. Nope. Luke 15 says no. Yeah. No. It, it, not I, how work for Jesus. Yeah.
2: It's it's really it really is overwhelming because I do think it is a you know, one of the stories that we hear a lot, but that really is the heart of God. And for for me to to read through that and really like know that that's true, also his response to the older son, you know, who is one of the, the good guys, you know, or he mm-hmm. thinks he's a good guy at least. He still responds, and you know, you're reading and you're like, you're not actually as good as you think you are. But he still responds with grace and love and invitation. And that to me was one thing that, um, I noticed reading through this, is that even though he's, he's warning the Pharisees, he's warning the religious elite, hey, you're missing it. It's me. I'm here. Everything you have been waiting for. He still offers them such grace. So there's this, you know, Behold the Lamb of God. It's one of my favorite concerts, yeah. Andrew Peterson. And he goes through um, the gospel, basically. And he sings at one point, like, I've, Israel, I've longed to take you under my wing. And that's in this section, it's in Luke 13. And one of the things I learned when I was reading is like, that's such a beautiful picture. Israel, I've been longing to take you under my wing. It's just this beautiful, maternal, kind image. But I was also reading about how, which I have known nothing about farms or much about law either. Um, But (laughs) how chicken, like hens really will, if there's a fire, they'll really gather their chicks under their wings and there's all these stories and pictures of when the fire's gone, the mother hen will have died in the fire, but her baby chicks are alive. So it's just a like even more beautiful picture than I even knew. I mean, it's, it's not just, I want to I come for you and hold you. It's, I'm going to die for you because of what is coming. I want to sacrifice my life for you. And he's saying that to the Israelites. I mean, he's saying that to who is rejecting him. Mm-hmm. So it's just this beautiful picture all throughout this of his seeking after people who aren't part of his family and also saying, hey, I, I want to rescue everyone I'm desperate to. Yeah. It's just overwhelming to me.
0: I'd say, wait, were you going to say something? I,
1: well, Psalm 23 could not have fit better Yeah, this week as, as just this refreshing end to the week a picture of what it actually is like mm-hmm. to to live under that wing mm-hmm. and to experience the presence of God and live in his kingdom. You won't have want. It, I mean, that doesn't mean you won't have needs, but your soul, you'll experience this this overwhelming piece of life that you couldn't uh, know otherwise. And so it was, it was good for me the way those mm-hmm. ended up paired up this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the idea I know when I when I got to that, it was like this idea of, Like when you were a kid and it's this carefree life that when we have, you know, the shepherd who protects us as Mm -hmm. rod and that, you know, and then the, you know, him as a, or God as a host preparing the table, like just, it's all like protecting so that you're, it's like this, uh, there's no worries of life where it's like, I don't know, it, it, to me is a picture of, you know, potentially the, in the new, in heaven where it's like, Dude, the the main thing is the main thing. You don't got to worry about anything else a little bit.
1: You can have a taste of that life now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's what Jesus is inviting all of us into.
0: Well, I I don't know. We're running short on time. One last thing that, uh, as I read, and I don't know if other people got hung up on it too, but the dishonest manager parable. We just said we knew that was going to come up. (laughs) I I, I kind of feel like I don't I don't want to say people get hung up on it, but it's like, man, it, is the Bible celebrating some unethical business practices here? <laughs> and uh, I mean, I know the answer is no, and that again, this is a parable; it's just illustration stuff. And so, I think it's important to highlight, you know, maybe unpack a little bit.
2: What, yeah, it seems what is weird. It?
1: It's definitely weird. Yeah, that that would, in a sense, be celebrated. I read a commentary on this, and I I just appreciate when an expert says, we don't know exactly what this means. But here are some options. And so they listed out, I think, three or four. It could mean this, it could mean this. But most likely, based on his expertise, he thought that it meant uh, that what, what Jesus was highlighting is this person's ability to see into the future and to not be so laser focused on right yeah, now yep. that they're they're doing something in their life right now that affects their future, which is the point he's been trying to make,
2: mm-hmm.
1: is have your eyes on something beyond right now. You need to be looking to the future. And so he does it with this negative example, but...
2: Yeah, I think for me, another helpful thing that I read about was, again, this this context of... The Jewish people, the Jewish leaders thinking we're the ones. Mm -hmm. And they were adding all of these laws to what people had to do to be a part of God's people. And Jesus was saying, Hey, you're about to get kicked out. So maybe what you need to do is recognize you need to let go of some of that. Because this is actually what the kingdom looks like. You're about to be kicked out of here because I'm inviting new people in. So you're about to be the outsider. Yeah. So let go of some of these extra laws that you've added to my real law to the true law and then maybe maybe you'll be invited back in yeah. which that to me also made sense with everything that he's talking about
0: yeah the I'm, point is not
2: yeah. uh, go do yeah. bad business well, dealings and i know that are unethical.
0: So some of it yeah. too is like there there's parts there's scriptures that get highlighted when we talk about generosity and mm-hmm. different thing and just how we manage money you know being a, sh- a shrewd mm-hmm. uh manager and but really, it is about perspective, looking forward, and you know, maybe using, uh, being generous with resources that we have for kingdom, mm-hmm. eternal purposes, uh, less so earthly yeah. wealth. Which is why we take that, that passage,
1: where your treasure is there, your heart will be, and apply it to money, even though yeah. it's not just about that, it's about this bigger picture. Yeah. But yeah, where you put your treasure, your heart's going to follow mm-hmm. that.
2: And I I I think I like Lance, you said we sometimes we try to cherry pick verses and put them on a pretty picture and hang it on the wall. You know, I think one of those verses, I'm just this is just open, I'm looking at it, is you know, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. But that's there's a therefore. Really what he's saying is, hey, you're all you're all gonna die. And all this (laughs) is going away. Right. Right. That's actually the context of that verse is everyone's gonna die. You're actually gonna lose all the things that the world's telling you to strive for. So Stop worrying so much about that. Instead, seek me. Seek yep. what is in the heavenly realm, which is goodness and kindness and peace and all these. That's what I'm offering you. But don't be anxious about all that. I know you need to eat. Everyone needs to eat. But stop worrying about it so much. You know, there's a there's a context to everything, mm-hmm. but it's easy to just miss it. Yeah.
0: All right. Anything as we wrap up? We could keep going, but we're out of time. Yeah. I know. I'm trying to...
2: Yeah. I so. Well, I, I would just say um, this, there are hard things. I and mean, I kept thinking about how, you know, P- Peter says about Paul, you know, he, he says hard things, just like in all of scripture. There's, there's hard things in scripture. And so I just want to encourage people to, to don't just skim over it, though. You know, try to understand what God is saying in this, mm-hmm. what Jesus is teaching us in his life because it's him saying what the kingdom is, what where you can really find your life. And then, you know, just thinking through what that actually looks like for us, because I found it both, like I said, inc- incredibly convicting, you know, where, where is my treasure? How do I treat people? How do I want to place myself in the world? But also just this over, just resting in this overwhelming grace of God that he really always, always, because I'm, I don't know. Like, I know some people are like, are, are you, the, son? Are you the, the older son or the younger son? Are you the prodigal son or the yeah. good son? I'm the prodigal son. Like, I think everyone has their struggles mostly, and I'm definitely that one. So I need to remind myself all the time that God is running after me with open arms, you know? So just resting in that this week has been really good.
1: Yeah, I said this in one of our kids' podcasts one time, but if you could— If if the Bible were like an orange and you could squeeze it and get something out of it, if you could squeeze the Bible, what you would get out of it is the love of God. Mm -hmm. And so, no matter where you're at, if you're listening, watching, you experience whatever brokenness in your life or or are discouraged by the hard things Jesus said, it's all wrapped up in the love of God for you right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I know. For me, just an encouragement. You know, I this week there, you know, I had a glimpse of the man, like it's six months from now. Am I still doing this? And I'm like, I didn't know that I was quite sure that I am. And then I was like, well, then why am I even doing it now? I just want to like give up. But I would say just encourage like, man, stick with it. Yep. Uh, you know, if you miss a day, you, dude, even if you're like overwhelmed by the I- idea of like, oh, I'd have to double up, triple up, quadruple up. It's like, dude, just pick up. Uh, yeah. wherever yeah, you're Skip at. those four chapters, and,
1: start fresh. And I would mm-hmm. say,
0: you try and find at least someone to hold you accountable to it. Somebody that is going to text you, ask, you know, did you do the reading yeah. <laughs> or how are you doing with that? Um But ultimately maybe even, you can
2: email us. Yeah. Email at us. Yeah. At <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: send, send us a message. Uh, but, you know, f- find, find some people to do this with yep. do yeah, it in community. Sure. It definitely makes a, a big difference. I think all of us are doing this as well uh, with our small groups. Mm-hmm. So I know that's been uh, a cool thing. And so some people may actually be listening to this right before they go to small groups. That happened
1: in my small group this last week. Yeah, nice. Yeah,
2: yeah I hope it's helpful.
0: The cheat sheet. <laughs> Gee, can- 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 we know what can- Lance is going to talk about at group yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, well, I- I- why don't I pray for us? Yep. And then uh, we'll get out of here. Uh, Father God, just thank you for uh, just this time together to talk about uh, your scripture uh, God, we're grateful for uh, the words that we read uh, or we read this week uh, about the great love that you have for us. The way that, uh, as Rachel just said, you you pursue us and you chase after us, and how much you value uh, the lost things. And so, God, I pray for those folks that may be um, feeling like. Uh they're they're so broken, so far gone that uh there isn't uh, uh enough grace uh to cover that. And God I just pray that you would uh move in their heart and just give them a glimpse of the, the, the greatness of your love. Uh, and God, just uh, pray for those folks who may be uh, discouraged, maybe a little bit behind. God, just uh, pray that you would encourage them to to, to jump back in, uh, to rejoin, and uh, to stick with it, and find some uh, type of practice, some type of accountability that's going to help them uh, just uh, get to a place where the a rhythm is going to be built, and they'll see the life and the um, I guess just the, the the words that you have for them when they when they open up the scripture and uh, just the impact that that can have on literally the the practical little things of uh, the everyday life. And so, God, we're grateful, grateful for the space and these people. And we just thank you and praise you and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's Bible Reading Recap. We hope these conversations are helpful as we all seek Jesus in His Word. Listen, if you go to clearcreekresources.org, we have a lot more resources dedicated to helping you study the Bible. Because when we open the Bible, God opens His mouth. Let's continue to seek God in Scripture together. We'll see you next week.